Well, howdy, Chad. Howdy, Cameron. Uh, are you, uh, so, okay, now, let me back up. We didn't start yet, so there's nowhere to back up. Uh-oh. We're already in a corner. I put myself there. We're recording on Cinco de Mayo. Yes. I'm just curious, uh, do your coworkers all know that you enjoy drink, so that's all they talk about today, was how much you like to drink? Uh, no, no, we had... I mean, I think we talked about booze a little bit, but not, like, me specifically, or how much I specifically like to drink. Because for some reason, like, that's what the whole office was, was everybody that walked by my desk was kind of like, oh, hey, Cameron, it's Cinco de Mayo, bet you're going to get some tequila tonight. And, like, every single one of them said it. And it's like, I know I show up to work drunk, but that doesn't mean I drink all the time. It's just before work. Yeah, that makes sense. But also, it's true, I did get some tequila. Nice! I'm drinking a Brandy Manhattan, which is not a Cinco de Mayo approved drink, but it's what I had in the house. That's okay, that sounds pretty good. So, you know, we made a bit of a to-do over April, right? That was the dry month. And then it went better than most years. I, I, I stayed fairly true to it until the last couple of days. Where I was like, you know what? Like, I made it like 27 days with only like a mulligan or two. Them last four can fuck off it. Who cares? Um, so May, I've drinking basically every day this month, uh, which isn't what I want to do, but it is how it's working out. Partly because um, my mom did get some tequila. We were drinking tequila sunrises, and man, tequila sunrises are really good. Mm-hmm. I got I, a really I vote good everybody mix have in one. Uh, the Overwatch book. Just like a slight twist on it, and I really love it. What's the twist? I don't recall. So is it a Sombra drink? Yeah. Overwatch joke, I did it. Yeah, uh, let's look it up. Overwatch Sombra drink. Make the picture bigger. I can't read that. Did uh, did your work do anything for Cinco de Mayo? No. Ours normally does, but... There wasn't any, like, sanctioned thing this year, so a lot of the uh, the individual departments kind of just threw their own potlucks and stuff. Um, and not to, like, keep bringing Heather up on this show as a reoccurring joke, but she was the one who decided to make tacos for everybody, which was awesome, and they were really good tacos. And I was going to save that for my glad space, but now I'm talking about it now. But the story, part of the story here is that, you know, I have that, uh, that 2 million Scoville hot sauce. I decided to bring that yeah. to work because uh, I wanted because well, for one thing, I like putting that on things like tacos. So I wanted to just doctor my taco up. But I was like, well, it's here. I'm going to see if anybody wants to try it. So I was asking people and I wasn't asking everybody just kind of like, you know, people I like, people I thought might enjoy it. Uh, mostly got turned down. It, it, no one really wanted to experiment with the, the hot sauce, but a couple of people tried it and were, I would say, pleasantly surprised at the taste, but also kind of shocked at how hot it was. Which was fun, and like you know, we put it on chips and stuff, and it was a, it was a pretty good day. I also uh, I had lunch, and then I didn't punch out for lunch, and then I punched out for lunch and went for a walk. So I took like an hour long lunch today. That sounds fun. Which is what we normally do when the company does Cinco de Mayo is like, the whole place you get an hour long lunch, and they, and I was like, I mean, who am I to break with tradition just because the company is? Oh. So that was a decent Thursday. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, 
uh, we we do this thing at my work where there's like one guy that we all hate. So if he takes the day off, then we'll have a celebration. And if not, oh my God, it's is not this... worth him being around to ruin it. It was actually a Sombra drink. And Sombra soup. Um, and Sombra pastries. But I recommend the soup a lot. Oh, there's a splash of lemon lime soda in there. Yeah, it gives it a slight fizziness. That, uh, nice! I, I think that's really, really good. That mix. Anyways, what were we talking about? Uh, opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad. Happy Cinco hey, de that's Mayo. Us. Everyone's going to hear this in June because I'm very slow on my edits. I think you're very Cameron on your edits. Oh. Yay. Uh, do we want a small talk or did you want to maybe start talking about a topic? Because you had an idea. I did have an idea. Admittedly, I thought my small talk would last longer than four minutes. Which... Oops. So, my idea is that we were going to do an episode on Pop-Tarts. I hate Pop-Tarts. And I I would say I, I like them, I don't love them. But I enjoy a Pop-Tart now and then. I, I will make room in my week for a sleeve of Pop-Tarts. I used to like Pop-Tarts. So, and I'm kind of curious. Oh, yeah? Because you, you told me before we were doing this, you're like, I got Pop-Tart stories. And I'm thinking, I don't. Because I don't know how you would have a Pop-Tart story. So I used to like Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And I feel like I grew out of them. And, and I know that something that happens as you age is that your taste buds kind of change too. And you mm-hmm. just sort of like appreciate some things more. And you, you want sugar a little less anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I feel like I have the same sweet tooth I used to because I still reach for sour candies and uh, Reese's cups. Um, you know, I love Captain Crunch cereal. Like, I feel like things didn't change that much. And for some reason, I don't like Pop-Tarts. And I think the recipe actually changed because it, like they don't make me happy when I taste them. And they, they'll do new flavors. I'll try the new flavor. And it's like, this tastes exactly the same as the last flavor. Like, it, it's just this, like, bland dryness that's basically, like, the same calories and sugar as an Oreo or something. And it's like, I'd rather just have a cookie I shouldn't have instead of a Pop-Tart I shouldn't have. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think part of my back and forth with Pop-Tarts as I've gotten older is that, oh, I've looked at the nutritional value on them, and they're marketing themselves as, like, a you know, a breakfast, right? Like you can eat this as a breakfast meal, but they're basically, it's like eating a donut or any other, you know, pastry. That's not really a breakfast. I mean, it's technically a breakfast because you're eating it for breakfast, but it's, you're not getting a lot out of there. And I think they smash like half a multivitamin and throw it in these just so they, they can tell parents, Oh, your kid's getting vitamin C and D and G and F and U and C and K. Uh, but you know, you, we, but we all know it's bullshit. Like it's sort of like the sugary cereals. Like we all know these aren't actually good for us. It's just fun once in a while. But yeah. I get. Th- I I also kind of maybe agree with you in a way. Of, now that I'm thinking about it, because I used to love pop tarts when I was younger. Uh, I'd eat them a lot, especially the uh, the chocolate ones and the s'mores ones. And like I still like the chocolate and s'mores ones, but they don't. I don't like them like I did when I was six. And it's like, did I grow up or did something change in the recipe? Because I, I I never really considered it might be something changing in the recipe. That's blowing my mind. With this is this is the new 
jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Personally. I, I mean, it, in America, a lot of things change. Like, I don't know how much you know about Coke, but Coke like, changes, I go out yeah. of my way to buy Mexican Coke because they bottle it and they still use sugar. And mm-hmm. it tastes like how Coke used to in the 90s. And it used to be like, boy, I think I'm just I'm growing out of soda. I don't like soda anymore. And I'll have a Mexican Coke. And it's the most refreshing thing I've ever had. And it feels like I'm in a commercial. And it's like, oh, it's the American chemicals instead of like It's the food. corn syrup. So, I think Pop-Tarts aren't made the way they used to be. I do think, you know, partially my taste has evolved. Because I know there's other things that have changed. But it's like, eh, I don't know. So, it's like, uh, I have tried Pop-Tarts once in a while. I just don't like them anymore. But it's like, I'll see a Pop-Tart at the gas station. And I'll think, you know what? It's been a while since I had a Pop-Tart. And, like, once in a while, I won't even finish the sleeve. It's like, I'll have one, and it's like, I might save the other one for later, and I'll forget about it. It's like, meh. Sure. I did, because we're doing the show today, I did go to the gas station, and I went, and I reached for my favorite flavor, because I was surprised they had it there. Um, But it was cherry. Is it the and frosted or the unfrosted cherry? Frosted. My brother and really likes the unfrosted cherry. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll talk more about flavors, too. But I, I think... The cherry is like a least popular flavor. And so it was funny because I checked the Pop-Tarts at the gas station. They got six boxes. And the only ones available were s'mores and cherry. And everything else was like taken. <laughs> so my, my thing with Pop-Tarts is I tend to have them either on Tuesday. I, I have them once a week. So my brother eats Pop-Tarts a lot. So we always have them in the house. Whenever I go grocery shopping, I make sure to get a box of some flavor. Sometimes I'll get one I, I really want that I like, but mostly I'll stick to what's on sale because they're, I don't want to say they're expensive. You get a decent amount of food there, but they're still kind of like a luxury snack item too. Um, so I have them once a week and I like to have them with coffee. Like if it's on a Wednesday, I will get up and I will brew a pot of coffee and I'll grind my beans and I'll smell really good, and I'll sit down, and I'm like, ah, and the steam will come out, and then I'll I'll I'll, un- I'll rip open a sleeve of Pop Tarts and have like, you know, this very junk food bottom tier snack w- with my coffee, and and it's kind of nice. I I feel like because they're so sweet that like the coffee does what coffee does, and it makes them taste really good, and it's a good balance, and it's a fun little thing to do once in a while. I, I, and, I wouldn't want to eat them more than that. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, you compared it nutritionally to a donut, and I feel like there's a room for there. Like they, It's pretty much a, a white trash scone. Yeah. And you could just you could enjoy one with a coffee. I think that's a mm-hmm. fine Sunday morning with the paper. Um, like It's not like they repel me. Uh, yeah. I'm curious, though, like, I think we talked a little bit about the traditional flavors, but do you care about, like, the promotional seasonal stuff? Um, not really. I I tend to, I tend to go with the the, the traditional stuff. Every once in a while, like, I'll look at that promotional stuff and be like, does that look good? And the answer is almost always no. Because the Uh, one that comes to mind is when they did, like, sodas. So you get, like, A&W Root Beer or Dr. Pepper or Sunkist. Yeah, that, I don't want to go anywhere near that. Yeah, I, I feel like that's probably aimed at kids, but those also aren't, like, kids' favorite sodas. Right. 
Though I will admit, I think when I was younger, I had a, I had a stint where like probably root beer was one of my favorite sodas. Uh, I think that that feels like regional though. Like depending on where you go, people that really like root beer don't like it's. It seems fairly popular in the Midwest. Like we have uh, restaurants, like like kind of I don't know if they're chain restaurants. We have smaller fast food places that are like their shtick is root beer. Like they have home done done root beer. Um, actually, if you ever come here, you have to come in the spring or summer. Cause that's when it's open, but we have uh, th- there's like a hot dog place. They they do their own root beer, and their food kind of sucks, but the root beer is really good. And I would break my no soda thing to have a root beer with you. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, my favorite sodas are fruit, um, like a a, a lemon lime, an orange. Uh, but like above all else, my favorite soda is apple. Apple soda, and it's hard to find in this country it's pretty common in other countries uh so i have to go to these like weird uh mexican import stores or like it, now there's one um coca-cola makes an apple one called manzanita del sol and you can find that but it's just not super common but i have to go to the little like a uh, corner bodega with the actual like mexican family that runs it and they're the only place in the whole city that like makes a good taco and sells apple soda and is this like, like okay, candy apple soda or like apple soda? No apple. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, I really like it because I typed in Fago apple soda because Fago has like all these weird ass flavors and they have a candy apple and it's like bright ass red and I'm like oh I guess I could try that but it's I won't probably. Yeah, it's like. It's funny, I looked it up on Amazon, and it's like, I, I don't want to buy a bottle from some guy on Amazon. It doesn't look like it's, uh, I look it up Manzanita Soul, and it's like, yeah, it's not here. It's so strange, because it's good. I Oh, man, I love it. Oh, and then, uh, like, Cactus Cooler. It's a very citrusy one. Mm-hmm. And I remember showing that to my boss, who, like, I was describing the soda to him, because he asked me about soda once. And I said, oh, I love Cactus Cooler. And he's like, what is that? And I couldn't believe he'd never had it, but I realized it's like a weird limited region thing. And I checked in the uh, the lunchroom, and the vending machine actually had a can. So I bought him a can, and I gave it to him. And it was like, uh, it was that scene in Ratatouille when the critic like goes back to his childhood. Where like he, he took a sip of the soda, and he almost dropped it. Because he was like, oh, like I've never had a good soda before. The funny thing about Cactus Cooler is, like, I, I associate that as, like, an older soda. I remember, yeah, I feel like that was around more when I was a kid, and I never really drank it because Coke and Pepsi and Mountain Dew. And so when I hear people say, oh, I like Cactus Cooler, I think, like, oh, you must be 50 years or older. Uh, and then I tell people I like Gardettos, and they say the same thing. So, you know, what goes around comes around, I guess. But I haven't had a cactus cooler in a very, very, very long time. I definitely don't remember what they taste like. I don't want a cactus cooler flavored Pop Tart. No. I'll say that much. Um, I so, how much do you know about, like, well, you know what? Let me phrase it this way Are you looking forward to the Pop Tart movie? What? Are you looking forward to the Pop Tart movie? There is no way Pop Tart movie. You motherfucker, you're going to be right about this, aren't you? Jerry Seinfeld to direct, produce, and star in movie about Pop Tarts. This was I want one of those... to die more than normal. 
Um, this is one of those like COVID ideas where it's like, well, I'm trapped inside. What's the deal with that? Hey, I got a pop tart. What's the deal with that? I'm gonna find out what the deal is. And he found out what the deal with pop tarts is. And like, I'm gonna write a movie. See, that's not what Jerry Seinfeld sounds like. Apparently, he works clean. So, uh, frosted <laughs> the pop tart story. <laughs> Fuck! Oh my god. Yeah. So it's the real historical story, but it's still comedic. Like it's, it is. So I don't know how much you know about the origins of pop tart. Nothing. So there's this really bitter rivalry between Kellogg's and Post. Okay. Okay. So uh, Kellogg's isn't doing so good. And then Post comes out and with this new idea. And they, they show it off before it's ready to sell. So then Kellogg's is like, we have to figure this out and beat them to the market. And do it better than them. And Jerry Seinfeld's idea for this movie is they should do this actual historical story but frame it like Ford versus Ferrari <laughs> where it's like all tense and it's like the pride of the nation at stake, even though it's like, it's just breakfast cereal. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm looking okay. forward to this movie. Yeah. Pitching it that way actually makes it sound kind of amazing. Yeah. There's I'm a, looking forward to it. God, there's a, there's a, a, a show on the history channel and it's, I think it's like the foods that define us or the foods that made America or something like that. And it's this like historical, slightly dramatization of different food rivalries. Uh, and I've watched a couple episodes of that, like, uh, Campbell's soup and whoever they were up against. I can't remember because Campbell's soup fucking won a lot. Oh, it was Heinz. Heinz was, was, they had their own soups, but it, you had to, cause they didn't, uh, condense them. So they had you had to buy like these four gallon things of soup and they're really expensive. Uh. And so Campbell's figures out how to like condense the soup, take all the water out so they can sell their soup at like literally a third of the cost. And you just have to add hot water. And and so the innovation that kind of happens in, in chemistry and then food prep and then uh, Heinz goes and vents the, uh, the canning process that's largely used today where there's no lead to seal the can because apparently they used to... They used to use lead to seal the cans, uh, and they wouldn't always seal them very well, which is why botulism was a thing. So that was cool. There's a handful of episodes of those that I actually, I actually kind of recommend. I've, I've only watched a couple, but they were very fun and distinctly like cheap History Channel products, right? Like they're not, they're they're kind of corny. They're not filmed like the best, but I don't think they're lying to me because there's really no reason to and. Yeah, like, the way food rivalry goes, like, having that but Pop-Tarts in a high budget, I think would be kind of amazing. I think so, too. Um, So, was the one the toaster strudel, or did that come out after the Pop-Tart? No, that was after. So, uh, we're looking at 1960s. I got the Wikipedia up here. Post comes up with this idea, and they have the technique to, like, seal moist food. And keep it fresh inside of dry food. And they figured it out and they used it for dog food. And it's like, hey, this is great. Can we make this work for people food? And they thought of this breakfast thing. And they unveiled it and they called them country squares. Which is not super appetizing. No. So Kellogg's is like, that's stupid. We're out of ideas. Let's do that better. So they invented fruit scones. And someone else said, well, no, it should be more fun. And it, and they pop out of the toaster. So they said Pop-Tarts. And then they won the argument. And then there's a footnote here that the United States military airdropped 2.4 million Pop-Tarts in Afghanistan during the initial attack in 2001. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Some Pop-Tart Actually, trivia. 
with the uh, the the food thing on the History Channel, that happened a lot. Like during World War One and World War Two, these companies would uh they'd get military contracts for one thing because their food like wouldn't spoil. Like Kraft cheese doesn't fucking spoil, right? Or like Oreos and stuff. Like they don't. Once they're sp- they're packaged, they last basically forever. And so they would get these military contracts and be like, no, no, our 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 products are uh, essential. You know, this is a food group. It's a lot of calories. It, it's uh, it's good. It tastes good, like with like Fritos. And, and then they would sell them to the military or give them to the military and and keep their businesses open. Because that was the big thing with Frito versus Lay before they were Frito Lay, the company. Like they were two separate entities. And so mm. Frito gets this huge military contract, and Lay's get shut down uh, because they're not considered an essential food. And so they had to like petition their state senators to like okay the potato chip as a uh, staple of of rationed food because it lasts forever. And there's a lot of calories in it, and they taste good. And you know, go back and forth. And it, it it's kind of it's fucking wild the politics and the uh, the invention that goes into these kinds of cheap disposable foods because it's not really about taste. None of them are trying to make the perfect tasting, the best tasting potato chip or cookie. They're trying to make the one that they can mass produce and sell without it spoiling. And that's where they dump all their points. And it just so happens that Oreos do taste good, which is great. Yeah, and it's true. There's actually a lot of interesting stories when you dig into this stuff. Um, I'm just reading this interesting thing here. So when they first came out with Pop-Tarts, uh, they sold out in two weeks. Like the, the entire country was out of Pop-Tarts in two weeks. Oh, wow. And Kellogg's actually ran advertisements apologizing for the empty shelves, which just got more attention and the demand like kept growing and they couldn't keep up with it for a while. That was the funny thing with Campbell's Soup when they first started doing theirs is that the idea of like soup it wasn't a huge food item in America, and so they didn't sell well. And they had to like convince the public that no soup is good, and they ended up taking their product to like some big French fair, and they won a gold star or a gold medal, and they used that to market their product. But I'm thinking like this is the 1920s or 1930s or whatever, right? This is a long time ago. They could have just said they got that. Like, who's gonna fucking backtrace the fact that they won this in France? Like. You had to you had to take a fucking boat to get over there back then. You couldn't fly over there. There's no internet. You couldn't call France to see if they made this up or not. Like, I want like a Don Bluth cartoon about like a little mouse that invented soup, and all the other mice are like, "That's not a sandwich. I want my sandwiches." And he's like, "I'll show you. I'll show the world my soup." And he goes on a charming journey across the world, and he finds the Paris, and he wins a gold star, and everyone loves soup. I'd, I'd watch that. Um, okay, he's, well, his dead, right? Let's talk modern day. Okay. Uh, I used to work at the grocery store. And at the grocery store, I had a minivan. And I don't know, have you ever driven a minivan? Against my will. Uh, one of the downsides of a minivan is the cabin is just so big. It's like, it's enough room for seven people. That means the air conditioning like takes a while to cool down the car. There's a perk there in that you can use that to your benefit. Um, I would keep like a 12 pack of sodas under my car seat and then like it would stay cold all day, like like actual cold. And then I would uh, like I'd come in in the morning 
and I'd, I'd grab a, I had a bag and I'd take a Pop-Tart sleeve out of the bag and I'd put that on the dashboard of my car and go to work. And that's where I met Richard and me and Richard would have like our lunch break. It's like, hey, it's 11 o'clock. Let's go outside and get some sunshine. And we go to my car and I, I'd have a, a nice hot baked Pop-Tart because my, dash, my dashboard was like white hot and then ice cold sodas under the chair. And it was like having a mini fridge kitchen mobile and we would just enjoy That's... these like hot pop tarts and cold cokes and or ginger beers ginger ales more likely but um it, it's like th- that's one of those things where it's like i have this fond pop tart memory yeah it's really adorable it's also like podcast lore that's how you met richard i didn't know that that's great yeah it it's kind of um it's not the same but it, it reminds me of those like photos of uh like new york construction workers where they're just like they're sitting on the beams uh a hundred stories in the air eating their sandwiches and like here's me and richard like sitting next to my minivan with our pants on fire eating pop tarts yeah I like that i'm honestly really surprised at the weird trajectory this this show has turned and twisted because like i figured we would talk about pop tarts for like 12 minutes and then be like you know there's not actually a lot to talk about pop tarts so we've dug into fucking like food science we talked about a movie with jerry seinfeld that's gonna be in it like i i am i'm enjoying myself right now also the liquor is really helping because it's tasty and i'm drinking i love mine i got a a casadores which is a very nice tequila so the tequila we bought is like i googled like good cheap tequila under $20 or under $30 and we just like bought the only one we could find at the store and I'm trying to remember what the fuck it's called does it have a deer on it no well there goes half of them I don't think it's this Pueblo Vejo Blanco oh this one's got a deer on it I, I, I yeah I can't remember what the hell it was called but it was literally on the bottom shelf which I thought was funny. Oh, is El El Gimidor, silver tequila, uh, oh, sixteen dollars? Okay. It's really good because the first thing I did was I tried it just neat because I'm like, well, what am I going to be drinking? What's this taste like? And I was like, oh, this doesn't have like that really strong kind of obnoxious tequila taste. It's actually yeah. kind of smooth. No, I think I've had that one. That is a nice one. I'm assuming you the silver. Actually, we ended up getting the gold. Oh, okay. I think I've had the silver one, and that was really good for. Uh... Actually, I think I used that for that Sombra drink I made. Yeah, so far it mixes really well because you get that like nice tequila flavor, but you don't get some of that like there's almost a a weird bitterness to like Jose Cuervo. Like there's something about it that like there's a reason people do shots with this. I want to ask when you have a Pop-Tart, do you eat them cold or do you actually put them in the toaster? I eat them cold. Because I think uh, it might depend on the flavor. I tend to eat them cold, but there's a couple, like, I think the cherry is better hot. I think most of them are probably better hot, at least, like, the chocolatey ones. The problem is, is if I'm eating a Pop-Tart, I super don't want to do anything more than just stuff food in my face. And also, our toaster oven is kind of exclusively used for pizza. And if I don't clean it, then anything you put in there starts to smell or taste like pizza. So, you know what? You mentioned earlier um, toaster strudels. Yeah. I feel like those are comparable, but it's also like you can't have those cold. Like you have to warm up a toaster strudel. 
Yep. Uh, if a pop tart is a donut, toaster strudel reminds me of like a coffee cake. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. Toaster strudels are work though, right? Because you have to heat them up and then you have to put the the icing on them. But you but get you two, you only get face. one. Yeah, but I always like to be even with my icing, right? And hey, they both had to have the same amount, and it just kind of like. If you do it right, they're they're probably better than Pop Tarts. But if you do it wrong, it's like, oh, I fucked up the icing, and now half of this doesn't have icing, and I have to just eat it without it. And I took so long, and they're starting to cool down. And I haven't had a toaster strudel in well over fifteen years, so I might be better at it now. But I'm not gonna go buy that. I don't even know if I can if I find those in the grocery store. Do they still make toaster strudels? Yeah. Um, I will use the frosting, and I'll draw loss. And then my mom will say, what are you drawing? And I'll go, I don't want to talk about it. And I eat my toaster strudel. You know, loss is magical. It can be. Yeah, I like that. I, I know it's, it's like, like, it's almost like overplayed, but also I can't help it. But I, um, I don't even really remember what toaster strudels taste like. It's been so long. I hate every time you do this a lot. You'll say it's been and you'll pause. And now I have that song stuck in my head. It's been one week since you looked at me. Something, 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 I'm angry. No, that's not how it goes. Yeah, I don't actually know the rest either. Sorry. Uh, now, we were we were talking about Pop-Tarts and what we could do, and it's, let's do, like, a mini tier list. So this okay. is, like, a smaller one. I don't think there's, like, as much to talk about, so we could blow through it real fast. Yeah. Uh, but I did find one that has a bunch of Pop-Tart flavors, and I can read most of them. Like, I have this one open as well. Yeah. So, how do we want to do this, though? Because I don't know, like, is there an S-tier Pop-Tart? I guess we're ranking Pop-Tarts on the fact that they're Pop-Tarts. Like, it's not saying that a Pop-Tart is an S-tier food, only that, like, some are definitely better than others. In the Pop-Tart realm. And it's funny, because what prompted this topic is uh, an episode of Good Mythical Morning, which I don't even ever watch, but my parents had it on, and they were going through and tasting every Pop-Tart flavor. And they had a lot more than what's on this list, because they found a lot of the uh, seasonal ones and, and some of the offshoot stuff. Yeah. And so, their their favorite, their best Pop-Tart was the Wild Berry one. And so, I went and bought those based off of that, because I haven't had Wild Berry Pop-Tarts, I don't know... Well, another one of those things, right? Like I just, I never really bought them. I'd had them maybe once or twice, and just kept going back to the chocolate in the pot and whatnot. Honestly, I really like the wild berry. I think those are good. I don't. Are they the best? I don't know, but I am content to eat them. I think. Um, I think I want to average our opinions. So let's just start with the first one. It actually is cherry, and for cherry, I would put it at A. I don't I don't do the fruit ones very often, so I'm trying to remember what cherry pop tarts taste like. I think um I, I part of it is the color. I like the frosting color more than the strawberry, but also I think you can actually taste the cherry. Like uh, strawberry pop tart is like the pink one and cherry mm. pop tart is the fruit one to me. I think that's why it's my favorite. That's fair. Yeah, to me like because there when it comes to like synthetic strawberry and synthetic cherry I tend to like the strawberry more, but I also know that it doesn't actually taste like strawberries. It tastes like what candy stores tell me strawberry tastes like. 
Yes. Whereas if you eat a cherry pop tart or, or like cherry yogurt or cherry anything, like you're actually getting like, oh, this is a cherry. Do I like cherries as much as other fruits? No, but at least they have like a distinct flavor that's being replicated. So I do appreciate that. I would say my gut is telling me B tier. So, but if you want to throw this on A tier, I will not stop you. Okay. Let's just leave it on A then. Uh, next is okay. chocolate chip. So I really like chocolate chip pop tarts. I don't know why. Um, I, I think maybe I think it's the ratio of chocolate to cookie like feels pretty good. Like they're they're a really satisfying eat the the crust around them. Like the whole crust feels kind of like the edge crust. Like you don't have that sort of hard edge, and then you're there. Like the whole thing is is uniform. And I kind of like the drizzle of chocolate. It looks kind of cool. Like it sets it apart visually from the others. And I think they taste pretty good. So like to me, this is. This is like it also went A tier Pop Tart. So I was gonna say D, but then I realized I'm thinking of the chocolate chunk, which overdoes it on the chocolate. The chocolate chip one I haven't had in forever, and it's actually it's like a dessert. Um what we actually would do when we got this box, we cut one in half and you put it on a plate, and then you put uh all about vanilla ice cream on top of it. Oh, uh, I want to say chocolate chip goes in the A tier. Okay. Next, the next is chocolate is... chunk. I I do say D, but if you like it more, I don't mind bumping it up. So to me, the 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 chocolate chunk, it feels like a very quintessential pop tart. Um, I like these, but I also buy them the least because I've kind of had them the most, and there's something almost a little boring about them. I don't know if they're a D. I would maybe put them on a C. We can put them on C. Okay. Uh, cinnamon roll. God. I'm trying to remember what these taste like. I haven't had that one. Where do we want to put haven't had? Um, I'm going to put it on C. And I'm going to okay. say D for bad. Okay. I can't make out this next one. These are, fuck, I want to say these are like the chocolate sundae ones. Oh, okay. I haven't had this one either. Let me look. But I'm pretty sure that's what these are. Yep, yep. I I don't really like these. I think these are too sweet. And they're, okay. Oh, no, this is chocolate chip cookie dough. But that, that that's the same. It's the same problem. They're, they're good, but they're really a lot. And the cream, like the frosting on them is really thick. And you bite into them and you're like immediately like, this is horrible for me. This is, I can pretend with some of these. I cannot pretend with these. They taste okay, <laughs> but I don't, I don't like buying these because I don't, there's something about them I don't like. So I'm actually tempted to throw these in D. Okay. I don't object. Is this next one cookies and cream? Yes. So I don't care for them when they go too sweet, but I... I have a mostly positive memory of these, so I, I might start at a B. I, I was going to throw these in B. I think these are pretty good. I buy these a fair amount. My brother likes these. I think they're good. The um the ratio of cookie, the, 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 the outside to the cream, the inside, I think is pretty good, where there's definitely more cookie than cream in them. And then, once again, I like I like the white frosting. I like the flavor of the frosting. So, these... These mimic an Oreo pretty well. Like I, I quite enjoy these, but I also think they're better. So I'm fine with B. Okay, next is split. 
a sugar cookie and chocolate donut. I've never had that. So a spoiler on the splits. I hate all of them a lot, and they're all D's to me. Okay. I I think there's a problem where it, it almost shines too much light on the fact that these are kind of flavorless, bland pastries. Because it's I telling suppose. you there's like there's two different flavors, and it's like if you close your eyes and bite into it, you can't tell which flavor you got. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the gimmick works. Next looks like it's blueberry. I like blueberry. I kind of want to say A. I, I'm not a huge fan of blueberries just as a flavor. I don't know if I've ever really had a blueberry Pop-Tart. Yeah, see, I love blueberry pie. I love blueberries in my face, and I go, nom, 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 nom. Uh, do you want to maybe round it down to B or C? Let's put it in B. Let's put it in B. Brown sugar. That classic brown sugar. Brown sugar That's, It's another one. It's a classic, and I feel like I like the brown sugar ones. I don't know if they're super flavorful, but they're not offensive. Like, I will eat these, and I'll be happy that I did. But, like, I've had a lot of brown sugar Pop-Tarts in my life, and I'm trying to think of, like, what they taste like, and it's kind of hard to, like, come to mind. Yeah, I feel like uh, growing up, I didn't call them brown sugar. I called them plain because they didn't have fruit, and I was upset that my mother picked them. You want to put these in C? I don't mind putting it in C. Now, strawberry is next. And I think we've agreed. No, Wait, no that this one's isn't raspberry. Strawberry. This is raspberry. Fuck, I don't think I've had raspberry. Me neither. I guess let's just put that in C next to strawberry. <laughs> there we go. Now, strawberry That's to weird. me is a solid B Pop-Tart. I'm sorry, a solid what? I think this is a, a good B. Yeah, I want to say it's uh, seeing it right next to blueberry. It's like, yeah, those are interchangeable. And now I think is the Sunday Pop Tart, and this yeah, that's ice cream Sunday. And this is once again, this is a D. Yeah, it's cute. Um, I think I had one once where I thought, well, this is really neat because it actually is like sweet, like a Sunday. And then I didn't mm-hmm. finish it. It's too much. It's just too much. I don't. I'm trying to read this next one because I think so I know what it two, is. Yeah, these next two were peanut butters. So this is Ooh. a chocolate peanut butter that's like a cup but not Reese's branded. Sure. Um, I want to say C because at least like the, the flavors complement each other well enough, but it's not like I would reach for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had either of these, so I'm fine with C on both of them unless okay. you don't like the other one. Uh, yeah, let's put them both in C. The other one was like, it was a peanut butter cookie. And again, it's, it's fine. It's like, yeah, it is peanut buttery, but I think I remember my dad was real excited because he loves peanut butter more than he loves Pop-Tarts. So it's like my two favorite things at once. And then they put a Star Trek sticker on it and then he exploded. Yeah. Uh, s'mores. What do you think of s'mores? I think s'more Pop-Tarts are pretty good. I like these Ooh, a lot. I don't. I don't. Really? I kind of I, I kind of want to say it's a staple, though. I, I My impulse is to put it in B. We could round to B. I was probably my impulse was probably to put it in A, but I'm fine with putting them in B. Okay. Um, what is this one? I see like a pink unicorn on it. Yeah, it looks like it's a promotional thing. Which is weird because most of these are like standard flavors you can still find. This is a limited edition frosted cherry. I think it's I wonder if this is just a cherry pop tart, but it's got a unicorn on it. Alright, we'll just put it in C. I don't care. Yeah. Um, a splits. 
is that cheesecake and strawberry? It's cheesecake and I don't think that's strawberry, but I don't know. I want to. I'm I'm hitting up Google. What is the other version of this? Oh, maybe it is strawberry. It is. Wow, I found a I found a picture of what this looks like outside the box, and that is a sad ass looking piece of food stuff. Yeah, let's put it in D. That's that is disappointing. Next to strawberry smoothie. My gut reaction is no, just because I have a feeling it's gonna be like some of the other ones here that are kind of creamy where they're just like overpowering. Yeah, I didn't actually have this one, but it it, it, I think that came out during a period where everything they were doing was bad. Uh, now the interested stuff, uh, unfrosted blueberry. So, my, my brother likes some of the unfrosted stuff, and we'll actually go for that over the frosted. If I find, like, unfrosted strawberry on sale, I will buy those. I won't eat them, but he will, and, and he'll appreciate the, uh, the gesture. But to me, the Pop-Tart needs... I was like, I'm eating shit. I might as well have more sugar on it. Like, like the whole point is, this is the reason I'm here. So, I mean, to me, the, the unfrosted stuff is, like, automatically either C or D. I don't know if they're bad. It's just sort of, like, not what I'm here for. Like, I would take any of these unfrosted ones probably over what's in the D category. So, that's where I stand. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm going to say C. Uh, but I have a positive association with the unfrosted blueberry. Uh, we went camping one year and uh, we, we had to rent an RV and we're driving up north and uh, we stopped over at a grocery store to like get stuff to put in the RV now that we're closer to our destination. So you don't have to worry about it like not keeping right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were it was like this little place and the only pop tarts they had were the unfrosted kind. And it was kind of like, well, it's OK, we're roughing it. And it's like we weren't really <laughs> roughing it. But it was just like, it, it was kind of this like, hey, you know, we're just, let's, let's, let's not complain. Let's not, you know, if we have to compromise, that's just part of the fun. And there's this like charmingness to like, oh, they didn't have the frosted ones. Oh, well. And we enjoyed our time. And that memory sticks with me. I still like, I would rank them C. I love that story uh, I, so much. I'm assuming the same for strawberry. Yeah. Uh, next is a uh, vanilla smoothie, which I did have, and it just tasted like sugar. That can fuck off. Yeah, uh, and that leaves us with the only S rank pop tart. I honestly, one- wild berry is pretty fucking legit. I want to say it tastes as good as the cherry one that I like, but then the colors make me happy, and there's nothing else like it. Like there's not a single food. That did these like weird '90s colors. Yeah, it's like, wow, am I drinking out of a paper cup right now? No, it's a pop tart. Whoa, I'm really it- happy with this little tier list we just did. For one thing, it only took like 15 minutes, <laughs> and we went. Yeah, this was we went on a journey. This is fun. I love your roughing it story. I kind of want to put that in a short story because I love that as like a kid on a hiking trip or whatever and they're forced to buy unfrosted pop tarts but they're hiking and so it's like well we're roughing it like that is so fucking adorable like yeah i love that so much file that one away um so we got we got a couple minutes left um we ranked our favorite pop tart flavors now we can rank every picture on e621 with pop tarts (laughs) oh Oh my god, yes. 
Yes, I am so excited. I uh, never thought. Spoiler to do alert: this. They're all D. Some of these tits are bigger than that. This one's cute. They're turtles. Look at these. Um, I'm gonna send you the picture. The, the pop tarts are turtles, but then the toaster is also a turtle, and they're that like flying really out of the shell. What is that doing on my furry porn website? Come on. I don't know. It's adorable, isn't it? That's completely out of place. Hey, hey, this is a person who jerked off so hard it's in her mouth. And also she's eating wild berry Pop-Tarts and is wild berry Pop-Tart flavor colored. That one's kind of nice. For some reason, there's like Tron ones. This is posted four times. What the hell? Oh, and this one, uh, the cum is, is wild berry colored. <laughs> Yay. Honestly, I kind of like that. That's a fun little detail. <laughs> <laughs> That's... yay here's a gif of a cat fucking a pop tart and it, the top comment is how nyan cat was born yeah most of these are just nyan cat um i guess that's why the tron thing is because nyan cat's also like flat and fast so it's like the tron bicycle yeah but i don't know so some of these are funny because they're just like like well uh, rendered Nyan cats. This one is a battle cat from He Man, but also he's wearing a pop tart. This is a comic view original size. Oh, it's Rainbow Dash, and it looks like this is done in the uh, what was the Team Fortress movie maker thing? Oh. This is stupid. Wow, this is someone actually like put effort into this and now Twilight is eating Pop Tarts. So okay, I don't, that was a waste of time. I'm sorry I talked about that. Are you happy that you volunteered to talk about Pop Tarts today? Yeah. Because we did go on a journey. This was fun. I really like this episode. Okay, I found I found a porn picture real quick. Two cats having sex, and they have like pop tarts stapled to their back or something. It doesn't really make any sense. But the uh, comment from eleven years ago is hmm, rather simplistic style. Yet somehow it strikes me as refreshing. In quotes, the clean, uncluttered presentation lends a sense of tastefulness hard to come by in the furry fandom. And then the second comment is just ooh, hot double dildo action. That's appetizing. Uh, let's all go get some pop tarts today. <laughs> it's such a oh, it's so funny. I just like that, like uh, you know, Reese's peanut butter cup thing. We're like, you got your porn in my pop tarts. You got your pop tarts in my porn. Well, I thought it was funny. I'm sorry, I was just, I, I googled um, worst Pop-Tart flavor, because I was wondering what other people thought, and these clickbait oh. websites are so difficult to navigate. I'm scrolling you past throw, like 15 ads, and I don't know. You gotta go, you gotta throw Reddit in the search, so you can just go straight to people. But I don't want opinions, I want like a poll. Oh well. Um, I know you spoiled your glad space. Is there anything you want to talk about besides tacos? Yeah, so my uh, my neighbor who likes aliens and, and toys and fun stuff, uh, 
Yeah, he had some he had some flooding in his basement, so they're redoing their basement and fixing stuff, but he found this giant box of old alien comics, and he's like, here, you can borrow these. Read these if you want them. So I've been going through some old alien comics, and uh, there's one. It was published, I think, in 1993 called Alien Rogue, and it's been really, really good. It's a four-issue mini. Uh, it's probably on Read Comics Online. Let me check, but it's... I want to say it's nothing like super new. It's like, hey, there's uh, some dudes that captured some aliens. They're trying to turn them into biology stuff, some weapons or, or like things. And there's stuff people getting in the way and everybody's crazy and it's bad and it's scary. Like we've seen that all kind of before, but it's really well executed. Uh, the artwork is mostly really good. It's kind of got that cool 90s style to it, but the xenomorphs are drawn really well. And... I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's actually really pretty good. Well, that's good. Yep, all four issues are on uh, readcomicsonline.li, which is the cursed site where you can read comics for free, but have an ad blocker present. And then go read Saga or something, because that's all on there too. The world is now your oyster, if the oyster were comic books. How about you, Gamer? Are you glad about anything? Uh, oh, actually, I remember now. I didn't write it down. My notes were empty. And I was like, what was it? What was it? I went and saw everything everywhere all at once. Have you oh, seen that? No, but people keep telling me to. Have you seen the trailer? Actually, no. Oh, uh, let's watch the trailer. Um, Google... Everything, everywhere, all at once trailer movie. Here it is. Alrighty, I'm gonna hit play in three, two, one, play. Aw. Well. So, I, A24 is weird. Um, what they do is they'll go to like film festivals and the stuff they like, they'll help get into theaters. So they don't really produce stuff. They kind of just help publish it in a way. Yeah. Uh, the side effect of that is like a lot of A24 stuff, it gets good like critical reviews, but a lot of times it's uh, artsy and, um, you know, like student art house films are sometimes weird for the sake of being weird. And there's not actually that much benefit to being that strange. So I was kind of like, ah, this looks interesting, but I'm not sure. And all the reviews from everybody have been so good. It's like, okay, I want to try it. I was really impressed. Um, the writing is so smart because there's little things in the beginning that pay off at the end. Like everything matters, even the silly things. Okay. Uh, the comedic timing, like there's uh, moments of um, like really intense violence and stuff that's like, whoa, they're actually, oh, whoa, it's dangerous. Oh, the stake of the whole universe. But then they'll have, like, comic relief, and it's paced and spaced out perfectly. Like, I'm getting kind of tired of the Marvel movies with where everyone has, like, quips or something. Like, this is actually intelligent humor. Okay. And the story it tells, it, it hit me so hard. The, the audience I had, it was a very small theater, but it was almost full. And half the movie, everybody's laughing together. And then there's, like, dramatic parts where people are gasping and clutching their pearls and the finale like it was moving me so deeply and then something funny would happen and we'd all laugh and then like one more line would happen and it's like oh and it's like it 
it, it did what film is supposed to do. And it really put you somewhere else in a way that the medium is supposed to be used. Like, this is what a movie is. It has this high concept sci-fi gimmick where she's living in different lives and stuff. But they explain it in a way where you don't have to be like a pretentious uh, sci-fi douchebag in college to get it. Um, like, they really baby step walk you through it. But the exposition doesn't feel handholdy because it's like genuine questions of what I don't understand. Because it's actually confusing and difficult to understand. And it's like, I don't know how they did it. Uh, but you can follow it so easily despite how complicated it is. And it's just, I can't get over how well written it is. I'm actually thinking of going back and seeing it again. Oh, wow. Um, I really strongly recommend it. It's not necessarily like a big screen movie. If, uh, if you want to wait for something else, you know, wherever it's going to stream, but, uh, I really enjoyed it. And a lot of people are saying like, Hey, you guys should go see this in the theaters to like support the concept of movie theaters that don't just show Disney movies. Yeah, that's a that's a fair assessment. Like, I remember seeing like a poster for this and being like, "I'll pass." And then someone's like, "You know, that's an A twenty four movie, right?" And I was like, "Oh, well, that changes things." Uh, but I'm so like on team. Wait for it to show up on Redbox that I will I will do that. That's fine. It'll be fine on the TV, but make sure you don't sleep on it. Okay. I think that's all I wanted to say, though. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I'm kind of glad to see it get a lot of buzz. I know, I, I think it was a pretty expensive movie to make from what it sounds like. So the fact that it's like doing well is nice. You know, that like the quality is paying yes. off and the hard work is paying off in a very literal way. Very much. I, <laughs> there's a part in the trailer where it's like she has hot dogs for fingers. Oh, really? Did you catch that? No. Um, it's just like, she, she holds was... up her hands and all of her fingers are like foot long hot dogs. And it's like, it's just this weird thing where it's like, what's the point of this? And so when it happened in the movie, it was just a funny like cutaway gag. Like it was almost like a family guy thing. It was like, what about that parallel universe where everyone grew hot dogs for fingers? And then it shows like people living with hot dog finger life. Oh, that's, that's kind of wonderful. Yeah, and like my audience was laughing, and like every single thing, just people kept laughing and laughing. And there's a part at the end where the hot dog people, like it goes back to that, and there's this like moving movement where it's like I'm like my eyes are welling up because the hot dog romance is working out, and I'm like they made me care about the hot dog finger people. <laughs> like what? It's just uh yeah, I love that movie. Nice. I'm glad it's good. Yeah, um, I'm glad that we had fun talking about Pop-Tarts, especially because I'm so like cynical about them, but I have a lot of positive Pop-Tart memories to share. So it's fun reliving those. I, I just, I always like when we pick something and I'm like, well, it'll, it'll go like a pretty predictable way. Right. And then it just fucking doesn't like when we were going to talk about spider ant man. And you're like, we're going to talk about the Spider-Man musical. And it's like, Oh, that's a curveball didn't expect, but here we are. You know, this, this show is, is such a, a kind of a fun little delight of my week because i never really know what's gonna happen even when i think i do well i'm glad i can keep you on your toes i i don't have a lot going on in my life but if i'm not boring that means i'm doing something right you are not boring well do you want to say good night everybody hey everybody i got something to say to you
Good night. Good night. <laughs>